0: Taking back birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and indiebirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hey today the topic is money and energetics around birth work. Ah, this topic has been building for a while like many years and it's something I haven't spoken really really openly about. And in part, it's because it's hard to talk about. But it's an ever evolving topic, at least for me personally. And I felt motivated by some things that have occurred around these parts lately, Uh, namely a few consultations. And I might speak more to that just as far as when I meet people, where they're at and what that might mean to me. And then also some emails and inquiries from our community and students just wanting to know more, like, Let's talk about this. So let's talk about this. I'm kind of nervous only because I don't know what will come out. I kind of never do. And I hope it makes sense. And I hope it reaches the people it needs to reach. Uh, I've already started this recording over once for my dear sweet dog, Henna, that is almost always with me, who was chewing noisily on a bone. Now somehow she has gotten the bone off the shelf and is doing it again. And I am not going to start this over. So apologies for dog bone chewing noise in the background. It's real life here in my office. So I think money, energetics, and I'm going to probably keep saying those two words together because money, like is this even about money when we talk about how much home birth costs or whatever, whatever costs what, and our feeling on that, is it really about money? I say it's not. It's really about energy. Money is one representation of an energy exchange. And it does have a practical use. Like, not going to lie, real life here as well. We need money to buy things and to eat. And even the word need is associated with money almost always. I just did it. But I want to dig more into that whole concept as well money, 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 we all have a history with money, our childhoods, uh, you could argue past lives, of course, and how we were what our roles were, how we dealt with all that. But sticking with this lifetime, um, just growing up, you know, we each grew up in a different way. And money played a part, I think, in almost everyone's existence. Um, And I imagine that that really is true. So maybe there are people out there that didn't worry at all about money or didn't have parents that did. And that creates a certain path. And then of course, you know, people that do worry about money or feel they don't have enough or grow up without things or not being able to eat like any money story you could possibly have, whether labeled positive or negative, is there, we really all have one. And so I'm not going to retell my whole money story from my childhood. Um, I'm going to kind of fast forward to when I was a musician. So prior to being in birth work, and that was the first time I really thought about money, like in a way that didn't make sense to me, I guess. Uh, And by that, I mean, as a musician, even as a classically trained professional musician, um, I wasn't paid a lot to do what I did. And I'm pretty sure that continues to this day in the classical musical world. Uh, it's why musicians often have many jobs. It's why many musicians I went to school with don't have children. Um, they literally, you know feel they can't afford it because it's such a poor paying. Profession, So I ended up not pursuing music past, you know, what was it, um, five, six years, I guess, into the profession. And money was a part of it. I didn't feel it was worth my time to play uh, shitty gigs, for lack of a better description. You know, um, these weren't like, really amazing musical opportunities. And the pay was pretty horrible. So I'm just saying that because that was kind of my pre-midwifery experience. And that gives me a lot to think about now. Ultimately, music wasn't where I was supposed to be. So I think that is part of the conversation. Uh, It wasn't my passion in the end. And it wasn't worth it. And I definitely want to talk about things being worth it. It wasn't worth it to me to be away from my two children at the time for, let's say, you know, like I remember being paid $60 or something to go play at a church in the morning, like not worth it, not worth the stress, all of it. So I don't do that anymore. Priorities, things that resonate things that don't. Was it really about money? Um, no, ultimately it was that I wasn't supposed to do it anymore. And had I been getting paid really well, I probably still wouldn't be doing it anymore. So I thought that felt like a relevant story slash energy to offer. Because I think that drives home one of the points that I want to be making, um, which is we ultimately pursue the things that are important to us. And we ultimately pursue the things that we think are worth it. And so sitting even with this concept of something being worth it, and those are my words, I think there's probably a more eloquent way to say that. Um, But you know, let's, let's frame it in the birth sense. Um, If you're a, a woman looking for a midwife or looking at your options, what's worth it for you to spend money on? What isn't worth it? You know, what kind of things come up? And then, of course, I always have this dichotomy of the midwife side. I certainly have that same feeling sometimes. You know, is this work worth it? Yes, ultimately it is because it feeds my soul. It's not about money to me, ultimately. But if I get into the nitty gritty, some things are worth it in the birth world to me, and other things aren't. Uh, Driving X number of hours to... I don't know what some kind of meeting, for example, birth related, may not be worth it to me on a given week, you know, in a given month where I have to set my priorities. So there's that word again, priorities, things being worth it, passions, all of these things kind of work together to talk about money and energetics. So let's first acknowledge, I think, at least For most of us, I mean, I can't obviously speak for everyone. And you may be the rare exception to everything that I say or offer. But there is some deep, deep, deep conditioning we have culturally around money. Our culture acts like money is the only way to get something. And if we don't have money, we don't get the thing and vice versa. It's not even viewed as energy. Money is an actual physical tangible item in our culture most of the time, right? Dollars and cents. Although certainly there's all the, you know, money floating around computer land, which makes even less sense, you know. I think it makes more sense to hold the money in your hand which is why even as a child, I hated banks, I always wanted my money in my hand or in my drawer. <laughs> and I'm still like that I don't trust numbers on a screen as representative of something. But you know, ah, 90% of all of our lives, I would say maybe more, maybe less, is built around money, making money, losing money, spending money, not really giving money, generally for most of us, right? That's not Part of our culture um, to be giving, whether it's energy or money, we're taught to keep it, hoard it, save it. It is ours. Um, And again, our success is built on money, our worth in life is built on money. I mean, the whole podcast really could revolve around that. But you know what? I'm sure there are better podcasts out there that talk about that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to kind of set the stage here that. That's how most of us live. And of course, you know, I hope that there's varying degrees of that, meaning that we're all at a different point kind of in our development or consciousness. And I'm not saying for sure that I'm past that. Um, I don't really know anybody that is. Although I was thinking last night of this documentary I watched a long time ago, and maybe someone out there has seen it. Uh, It was about someone that essentially found a way to live without money. And I could be wrong, it was a while ago, but I feel like it was a single person. And it was kind of an experiment to see like, could they live, you know, could they live by just asking people for help or like doing odd jobs in exchange for food, you know, whatever. But um, it was a cool movie from what I recall. And of course, it really came back to this same point, which is you know, money is not the only way to exchange energy. And when we want something, or vice versa, we want to give something, does it always have to be dollars and cents? And I mean, really, the answer is no, to what degree we live that in our own lives is, you know, our own story and up to us. And again, I think most of us are still living in a way where money is the solid version of exchange. So again, I'm acknowledging that Um, I feel like money is somewhat important. Still, I don't live without money either. But that's where this all comes in, because we're going to talk about birth and energy and charging money, you know, even that phrase charging, charging for our services, blah, blah, blah. But it's important. Uh, there is value in money. <laughs> At least, you know, some people would argue that many people would argue there maybe isn't nowadays in the way that this whole System and country works. Um, But let's just keep it simple. There is value in money because we can still exchange it for things we need or want. And again, that word need is really prominent in the money discussion. And I find, you know, even in my very elementary sort of like business coaching, you know, just of midwives or doulas, and I don't do formal coaching. I'm just saying if people ask, or, you know, in our doula course, we're kind of uh, supporting women in starting their doula businesses, etc. Um, I do try to bring attention to these words that we use, and that I myself sometimes use, and needing money to live, or, um, you know, same with with clients needing clients, um, needing this, I think we have to be really conscious of that, and, and feel how it feels to say that, you know, can we attract money? Do we value money? Are we grateful for money? Maybe, maybe those are words, instead of need, because this need slash money is what drives the fear in our culture. And as we get into talking about birth and insurance and all of this upside downness, it's because the energetics around money are often really constraining. And there's like a feeling of um, sucking in to me, you know, there's not a feeling of expansion around the money conversation for most people. And again, we get into birth, and constriction is not a good thing. So this is a continual journey, you know, I don't think I have the answers, I might feel like I have some of them on some of the days. <laughs> but in general, it's a, an evolution, it's a journey it's an exciting path to be investigating these things. And one of the first things that came up, as I was kind of jotting down some notes for this podcast, is that money and energetics and birth work is just this giant jumble, this giant mess that people feel confused about and grossed out about or they can't figure it out. um, Because women, women, money, Uh, we don't value women, perhaps in our society. Or as women, we might feel devalued, undervalued, not as valuable as men. And, you know, that again, that's another podcast. Go find that one uh, somewhere else. Um, Women have money issues almost always. And I don't think that's a negative thing. I think it's just acknowledging that we come in with stuff as girls, as women, Um, for all the reasons, you know, maybe because our parents actually took really good financial care of us. And we never really thought about it, uh, which I think was probably part of my story. You know, I, I didn't grow up honest to goodness in struggle. And I'm grateful for that. But it also, maybe it didn't uh, give me the tools I needed early on, or give me the same sense of responsibility that maybe other people had. So you know, again, stories, but women in general, may have a feeling of not being as valued. Um, Again, even in this our generation, you know, people listening that have children, many of us are home with our children. And that's what we want. And that's great. But we don't often feel like we have anything to financially contribute. And if I had a penny, haha, for every woman that expressed that to me, again, as a doula or someone in our school or whatever, um, I would have a lot of money. See, bad pun. Um, But truly, women often feel like taking care of their children, birthing their children, raising them isn't a contribution. And that's so sad. And that belongs on the mothering podcast. But it's often something that we feel even subconsciously, you know, that we're not worth it, we're not bringing in money. And we're not valuable. And of course, that's not true. But then these are the same women that are attracted to birth work, right? Because we maybe have birth and raised our children in a way that in a lot of ways, feels really good and full of integrity. And we want to share that or whatever our story is, however, we get brought to birth work. But unfortunately, we also bring our money issues in and sometimes our our lack of self worth feelings. Um, So in other words, that's a lot of what is energetically happening in the birth world of women. Um, This feeling that you know, money is this thing we don't want to talk about. uh, We're embarrassed, or we feel very male, like, Um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be asking for money for our services, whatever whatever they are, whether we're childbirth educators, or doulas, or midwives, Um, we have this sense of, you know, wanting to hide and not talk about it, or just taking what we can get. Or, you know, I hear many women pre birth work, more so than not express, well, when they get into birth work, they're going to do everything for free. Uh, And I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about all of these things because they're deeper than money. It's all about energy. It's all about our feelings of self-worth. And ultimately, if we can't work through those and do birth work from a place of integrity, and again, what that looks like for you is not what it looks like for me. So there is no set standard, which is also really hard. But if we can't get to that place, if we can't clear out our stuff, especially about money and energetics, at least to, you know, the highest degree possible, then we bring it, we bring it and we continue this cycle of kind of people um, thinking that, you know, maybe midwives aren't worth what they would be paid, or I can't afford a home birth. I mean, it looks a billion different ways. And at this rate, this podcast is going to be super long, so I don't feel like I've said anything at all yet. (laughs) So that's the new paradigm, though, that we do the work to clear ourselves Because we don't want these issues brought out in other people. We don't want to magnify them. We don't want to continue this culture of lack of self worth and not being clear. So it's priorities. When we talk about money and energy, what we give and what we want to receive, these things are both based on what is important to us, which again is a huge issue because we don't have to have that in common. So again, we live in a I think a time and place where people don't know how to claim their own truth. So her priorities should be mine. No, not at all. Your priorities should be yours. So that's where home birth isn't right for everyone, for example. Um, And again, our own worth. And that's a huge, huge issue that is probably more than can be tackled here. Uh, I view midwifery as a service, but that doesn't mean I think it's free. That doesn't mean I think it doesn't have a value. Uh, The money, the dollars and cents of my work as a midwife keep it going. They make it so I can put gas in my car to get to a birth. Uh, Money makes it so that I can buy the supplies I need to be a midwife and to serve these women and to bless them with herb baths and, you know, the other things that go along with what I think is great midwifery care. Um, I need (laughs) those supplies to come from somewhere. So there's that word, need again. I would love those supplies to be uh, funded by this thing we call a dollar because you know, otherwise I guess um, I could trade, right? So that's another option. I could trade for some of the herbs and whatever, or I could trade for gas. But as it is currently working, I do see the value in money in keeping an actual practice going. And I'm so grateful for that money and I'm so grateful for the extra support that many people um, offer me through dollars and cents that keep it going. So that's energy flowing in uh, the dollars and cents. And then I get to choose, I think, because this is how I want my life to be, I get to choose how I want energy to flow out. And that's also really important to me. So this is, again, another rabbit hole. I'm gonna try to keep it brief. Um, A reason that I don't believe in advertising for myself. Um, In other words, like putting an ad out like, Indie birth midwife here in Sedona, get 10% off. Nope, not going to do it. Um, Because energetically, that expresses lack to me. It feels like lack to me. Um, And I have the choice of energy flowing out in a way that feels like abundance. So the more I give, the more I receive. And the way I've chosen to give, at least at this very moment, is to do free offerings that feel great and they feel like they have a purpose and they don't feel desperate because they're not. They have a purpose of educating and connecting with people and building community. So I offer a free workshop. Many of you know about that. Many of you have been to that a couple times a year. Um, And starting next weekend, we're offering a free monthly pregnancy community care circle where pregnant women are going to hopefully come for an hour and a half and experience kind of like mental, physical, emotional, spiritual care in that brief amount of time and connect with each other. So I'll give an update on that. But um, those are some examples of how my energy flows out in a way that feels really good, because that's acknowledging to me that there is an exchange. So money flows in from you know, the abundance and the really generous people that are in my life, and I have it flow out in a way that serves my community. I hope that makes sense. Um, And that's, you know, where abundance comes in as a like secondary or tertiary discussion. What's abundance for you? And how does that play into money, right? Abundance is, I hope, more than money. And so feeling that, like feeling the feeling of being taken care of in all the ways, money is just one of those ways. If we focus all the abundance on money, then we'll probably never have enough and we'll never feel abundant. Um, Because that's kind of the way money goes, you know, never ever talk to somebody that really doesn't have to worry about money. Right? I have. I mean, I'm not I'm not one of them. But um, there are people out there that for whatever reason, don't have to worry, they don't have to get out there and do anything. It's just been a part of their maybe family story. But yet, it's kind of never enough in the in the sense of that's the energy of money. It's just the lack almost always. So we have to create our own abundance in our lives and in our own practices as birth workers to feel abundant. And again, just to reiterate the way I choose to create abundance at least one way is to have energy flow out. That feels really good. The more I give, the more I receive. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is the vibrational match of the people that come your way. So what is the vibration that you want to hold in your birth work practice? Some words that come up for me are joyful, grateful, in the flow, connected, authentic, and inspired. That's how I want to feel in the way that I work with people. So, you know, who's to say what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Um, When you meet people that aren't that match, Like, is there anything to do about it? You know? Or is that just the way it is? Um, I don't know. But I know that if I hold my vibration of wanting and of wanting to experience those feelings, then I'm more likely to attract those people. And the people that are also feeling joyful and grateful and in the flow, connected, authentic, and inspired, generally, I would say, have made some progress with this money issue. And they also are people that understand that money has value in our world, but also that there are other ways of exchange. And these are also people I have found generally, that have prioritized their birth. And that means they're ready to exchange whatever it is that needs to be exchanged for them to have this birth that they think they want because they believe they are worth it. Another characteristic of this vibrational match is that these people don't buy into the system of insurance. And I have another podcast on why insurance shouldn't pay for your birth. So if you haven't heard that, I'm not going to rehash that, Um, but it's ridiculous. That whole system is so insane. And, you know, it doesn't mean the people I work with don't have insurance, perhaps, I don't know, maybe they do, but I don't do that. So, I mean, I don't really know about it, I guess, uh, to a large extent, Um, other than, yeah, sometimes, you know, there are exceptions. People have like medical savings accounts or different ways of paying, but that doesn't change the fact that there's still people that are committed to the birth being their priority. And they're people that, you know, if they didn't have whatever, that savings account or, or whatever it is, um, they would still figure out how to make it work. So it's more about the intention really. Um, 90% of people I work with, I would say, pay my full fee. And before you think maybe this is like an overprivileged community, um, I can assure you it's not. That sometimes, and this is where this gets to be a crazy discussion, um, sometimes there are people that you least expect will pay a full fee. Um, you know, and I have all kinds of examples, and I don't want to, like, you know, single people out. Um, but, yeah, people you wouldn't expect, let's put it that way, for whatever reason, or relationships, or, you know, whatever. But they do because they have prioritized their birth. Um, What you ask for, as far as a midwife, a doula, a childbirth educator, whatever, what you ask for is generally what you will receive. And believe me, I mean, I didn't come out of my, uh, you know, music experience believing that because I never asked for what I wanted. The fees were allegedly set. And, you know, I went into midwifery, where I was in control of that. And like a lot of midwives, and, you know, doulas, etc. There were many years I spent asking for a lot less than other midwives, um, or a lot less just than I thought I should ask um, for all these messed up reasons. But I realized I wasn't helping anyone, you know, it was making me resentful, Um, And it didn't change that there were still people that didn't want it. (laughs) There were still people that wanted it. Like, it's not really about the money. And of course, um, the fees that I ask for is roughly half of what any doctor will charge just for the birth. So, you know, on one hand, we're not trying to convince people. Like, we know, you know, probably that the world is messed up as far as this upside down system of medical care and insurance, but it's also not my job to sit here and convince people because if they don't want it, then they don't want it. And it really wouldn't matter if it was free. And believe me, I don't know why that's true, but it is. (laughs) Um, Of course, you know, not only do midwives and other birth workers charge just portions of what the medicalized system asks, most of us are super giving and available with our time beyond any expectation that anyone would ever have of a medical practitioner, you know, home visits, trips in the middle of the night for who knows what, um, herbs and other sessions with different practitioners, pool rentals, um, you know, and and classes and education. So anyway, all's to say, I'm not trying to justify what I charge as a midwife and you most likely, no matter what you do at birth, should not be trying to justify it either. Rather be confident in it And again, it's all about that vibrational match of people. Um, The insurance podcast, I feel like is worth listening to if some of these ideas are super new to you, or if you really are one of those people that haven't thought about it, and you're pregnant, and you're thinking, I have insurance, why wouldn't I use it? Like, why would I pay out of pocket? Um, And that is a huge topic. And again, why that podcast exists, because I think that's a really common That's so common, like so common. And I don't get that many people in this office that express that because that's not my vibrational match. Um, But occasionally I do. And it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that so many people can't wrap their brain around paying out of pocket for something that's important to them. But again, it's probably not super important to them. uh, Or they would find a way to do it. That's my feeling, and I've told this story before, but that was our first home birth, our second baby. We had, on paper, zero money. I mean, really, we lived like $10 at a time. So we were not people that would have said they had money for a home birth. We could have easily said we didn't. But we found a way, and our midwife worked with us, and the rest is history. So, yeah, listen to that podcast if you want more on that, because... Um, It is very much a part of this discussion, but I don't want to, like, have it again here. It's just such a messed up system when people think, you know, birth costs whatever in the hospital and they get it paid for. I mean, it's really crazy. So, but that's also an energetic discussion. This idea that you can, like, release responsibility and, you know, not accept that. That's hugely energetic. And so for people doing that, I mean my harsh feeling is that they get what they want, they get what they want, which is, you know, the system of sick care created around money and fear. And that's just not a part of birth. So it's, um, yeah, a learning curve for sure. For some people for most of us that grew up in this way. So um, when I sit with people that are wanting, perhaps midwifery care, And I'm always trying to get better at like, even pre screening people, to be honest, because I don't have time to waste. They don't have time to waste. Uh, They really don't. It's all about finding the right match. Um, But there are some red flags for me that come up when people are sitting here or sometimes it's by email or whatnot. Um, just inquiries. Uh, The first thing would be money as a first question. And you know, I'm not like, keeping score here with people, Um, they could wind up to be like the most awesome people ever. The problem is our conditioning is what leads most people to ask the money question first, right? So they don't even know me. Um, They don't know you as a doula. They're simply using a dollar value to either decide to talk to you or to not decide to talk to you. And in some ways, it's all good, right? Because if they haven't thought through these things or felt through them, I don't know about you, but they're not people I want to work with. Um, and again, it's not really about money. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, she's judgmental. Um, she'll only work with people that have money. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Money simply represents an energetic exchange and people's sense of commitment. And you got to dig beyond that. I mean, I do. I try to. And I do in my own life. If I catch myself saying, oh, we can't afford that. I got to backtrack, I don't want my kids to hear that. um, Because that's not true, that's not true. Money is the discussion that people use as a front, when they don't want to feel something. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Because you know, once in a while, it does come down to cash flow. So it's not the easiest discussion. So anyway, if someone's first question and only question is, how much does this cost? Which I hate to say, usually comes from a male partner. Um, I'll, I'll answer it, but only with a disclaimer of, we must be the right match. And this is the disclaimer I have been offering for 10 year, 10 plus years here. Um, midwifery care costs this much. It includes this. However, um, it's more about the match. If we are the right match, if you just absolutely have to have this kind of birth with me, and I absolutely think you are just fantastic and the right match for me, um, then we'll figure it out. I have never, 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 never turned down someone for lack of actual cash flow. But again, people like to say, I can't afford midwifery care. And you know I think if we want to, it's our job to kind of figure out what that means and and same if you're a doula, you know, I can't afford a doula. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, do you really want this thing? Um, and of course, not every midwife works the way I do, so I can only speak for myself. But when someone says that I can't afford this, or you know, they don't even pick up the phone to talk to me because they can't afford it, then so be it. You know, it's not my, it's not my uh, thing to work through. It's theirs. But if someone sits in front of me and says that, um, I have to use my discernment. So there's judgment and there's discernment. Judgment would me be th- me thinking in my brain, you know, ugh they can't afford it. Well, blah, 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 blah. Then not so helpful. Although, you know, we're all human. And I think we do that still I do <laughs> occasionally, at least. But then there's discernment, which again, is asking questions, um, or saying, you know, this disclaimer, if this is absolutely right for you, we will find a way to make it work. Um, but that, you know, isn't the conversation everyone wants to have, uh, that can bring up all kinds of feelings in people again, maybe more about, self worth and lack and, you know, sort of this embarrassment of not wanting to have a conversation about, about how to make this work, whether it's, you know, a a reduction in the fee, or, you know, heck, maybe it is actually a barter, maybe I don't need money as an exchange, in this case, because these people really have something else of value. So you never know, until you ask, but I guess, I take the people that ask, if people don't even want to talk about money, they don't even ask. And oh my gosh, that actually has happened. There are people that will come for a consultation and do the opposite of asking the first question of money. They don't even bring it up. They don't even bring it up because they can't talk about money. Money is so big and so scary to them that they can't even ask. Um, Red flag, you know, we got to be adults here. And we got to talk about it if you want it. Um, I will work with you if you want it but I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to work it out for you. I don't know your situation. I'm not going to offer this or that. Uh, If you want it, you will know where to find me and we can talk about it. Um, So yeah, there are honestly people that never even ask. And needless to say, those are not the right match for me. I need people that are adults. And um, again, it doesn't mean they have to have necessarily the cash flow. Maybe they actually You know, midwifery care would be a third of their income for the year. I get that. I hear that. And I want to work with people if that's their case, you know. And you have to be able to have that discussion. You have to, you know, be in a place where you also know you're worth it. So anyway, so many things. People all have their stories and how we all intersect, I think, is amazing, Um, but I will add just because I know I'm not the only midwife to experience this and you won't be the only one as a doula or a midwife yourself. And just to be totally transparent with any parents listening as well, um, you know, give us a break (laughs) sometimes because it's hard to remain discerning and not judgmental as well. When you see people not making their birth a priority. Now it's not ultimately my business. I can't change their mind. But you know, it's important. If you're listening to this podcast, birth is important to you. And so it is hard to swallow when people say I can't afford this, I can't afford to have home birth. Um, I have a vacation to take next month. And I mean, seriously, people have said this to me out loud, it's not a joke. They have said, we can't afford your full fee because we're taking a vacation. And then we're getting married, and we have to, I mean, for real. And that might sound so obnoxious, but you know, try being a midwife, I guess, or a doula. Um, try being anyone that is trying their best to care for people and offer what is very reasonable and to have people say things like that to you. Um, and again, it's not personal, it's because birth isn't important to them. It's not important. And maybe they just need to learn, maybe they'll never learn, maybe they don't care to learn. But my opinion is that a birth is more important than paying for a vacation. But hey, um, that's what our culture supports. You know, people pay more for a car per month that they than they would pay a midwife in most cases. So yeah, we need cars. <sighs> it gets a little crazy. So anyway, I guess I'm, you know, back to just talking more about the fact that it is a state of lack to focus on things like insurance, um, to focus on, I can't afford it without taking any steps to figure it out, or to move things around in one's life so that they could afford it. Because again, it's not really about money. It's really not. It's about energetics, and valuing your own autonomy, and wanting abundance in your own life, you know, and not focusing on your lack and what you don't have and what you're not allowed to have. Um, But again, these are huge issues. And it's not my job to change people. It's not my job to even coach them through this. That's why I'm blabbing it all on a podcast. Uh, Maybe it'll hit someone and they'll either be mad or happy or whatever it is that I'm speaking this way. But I don't speak like this to people that are sitting here because I don't care uh, if they don't have the money because they need a vacation. By all means, take your vacation. Not going to convince you. Um, But money is not the most important thing to me. And, you know, I guess I just want to clarify that's not because I'm rolling in money. Um, It's not because I'm a billionaire or even close. It's because I've made a choice to not make it about every penny. If I did, I'd be back in my music days. And I would say it's not worth it. Because if I put a dollar and cent to every minute I spent caring about a woman, um, every car trip I took, every night I lay awake in bed (laughs) thinking about her, it wouldn't be worth it, right? So we have do- dollars and cents in time, and I've chosen not to do it that way. Because if I did, I might be depressed, and it would seem um, unsatisfying. But that's not the way I feel. It's totally satisfying work. I'm in abundance in my life, honest to goodness. I'm not just saying that because I'm on a public platform. Um, I have everything I want and need. I don't, I don't want more. I don't need more. I don't need things. I don't, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Doesn't mean I don't think of things like, hey, I could really use a a new car. My car has like a billion trillion miles on it. um, And I should probably do something about that because I do travel for births. So anyway, I'm not saying there aren't things that I would love to see in my future soon. But I don't feel lack. I don't feel like I'm waiting for those things to make me happy. And I think that's a really important energy to carry at least half of the time, right, at least part of the time when we're dealing with women and money and birth. Uh, again, because if we're feeling lack, if we're feeling like, oh, we need every cent from this client, then those are the people we attract. And I just won't, I just won't do it. So again, um, people that don't have the the cash flow, you know, that doesn't mean they don't have abundance, by the way. And maybe you know that, and I know that as well. Um, you don't have to have a lot of money to feel like you have what you need in life. So, you know, it's kind of a crazy discussion. And it's not a popular one. Another point I wanted to make is that money is a really masculine system, for the most part. Um, Although we could argue there's a feminine way to do dollars and cents, for sure. But this idea of energetic exchange is more feminine. And I find myself you know, balancing them really, or trying to trying my best to balance them. Yes, as I've expressed, money keeps, keeps everything running to a certain extent. Um, But this idea of energetic exchange, and what does that mean? I feel like I should talk about that more because people might be confused. Um, It's the energy that another person is offering to the situation, right? So in birth, what does that mean? Um, It can mean something concrete, like a barter, an exchange, um, beautiful woman out there who may or may not be listening that years ago, I exchanged horseback riding lessons with me for my daughter. And she religiously took my daughter horseback riding for, oh my gosh, I think two years in exchange for her midwifery care. And that felt great. And not just because it was a thing to exchange that was valued by my daughter, but because it felt really good. Like it felt like she wanted to do it. It felt like she was putting love into it. It wasn't like this, um, you know, like doldrum wasn't like a responsibility she just like Ugh, had to do. Or, you know, she was always so grateful and gracious in the years following, you know, to offer this. So it was that feeling where it was like, oh, yeah, that was totally worth it. Um, her birth was lovely. She's lovely. I didn't miss the dollars. I didn't miss the dollar and cents because there was an energetic exchange. Um, and, you know, over the years, and I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn, I don't plan it. But I do attend births for free rarely, but I do. And when I do it, it's rare. And it's at a high level of discretion and a feeling of energetic exchange. And I I can't explain it better than that. I mean, that was a concrete example, because there was actual, you know, there was an actual barter. Um, But I've done it as well, where there isn't a thing I get, it's simply an energy that this woman exudes of perfectly rightness for me, I can't say it another way, like, I found a sister, and I want to be at your service, I want to do this for you. Um, And probably because, you know, there isn't necessarily a cash flow there, because she's, that's why, you know, money isn't a part of it, most likely. Um, But there's not like a weird feeling about that. It's not, it's not that person feeling lack or like, I don't have the money for a home birth. Um, It's just the way the stars align. And me feeling like no, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is like divine. And I don't want dollars and cents for this. I don't need it. Um, This woman is the exchange like her energy. And you know what, those have been the most amazing births. And the women that I have served without dollars and cents have been, yeah, hands down, some of the best experiences I've had, which, don't get me wrong, has totally boggled my mind. And partly why I'm doing this podcast, because I've been caught off guard by that. And I've had many discussions, specifically with my husband around that. Like, why? Why does it feel so right sometimes to not have money be a part of the picture? Uh, And I don't have an answer, except sometimes it's not. And if we realize there are other ways of exchanging, then we can be okay with that. And, you know, we don't feel bad, um, you know, if other midwives, for example, and I've had this happen, Maybe make comments like, ugh, you did that for nothing or whatever it is. It's like, no, I don't do anything for nothing. (laughs) Everything has an exchange, everything. But, you know, not everybody understands that. So if it's not going into a bank account, And it's not worth it for some people. And I get that. I mean, that's how I felt in music. So I get that. But I don't feel that way about birth. Um, However, I just want to do a little disclaimer about offering free care, whether you're a doula or a midwife, um, especially a newer one. I would not do that without high level of discretion. And I wouldn't do it until it's right in your face and it's right. I wouldn't plan it. In other words, I wouldn't like advertise like I do free care and just whoever comes in, you give free care to. Nope. Use your discretion, because if people aren't willing to have an energetic exchange, I don't know, not right match for me. And um, again, sorry to say, but because money's the front for many issues, the people that often will say, you know, I don't have it, I don't have it. You got to decide if that's true for you in this situation, because often they do have it or often they don't have it or they do have it doesn't matter. But this is not right for them. And it's so easy to hide behind. I can't afford it. So don't bend over backwards for people that say they can't afford it. If they want it, they will find a way. And if you're operating in a similar way as me, you will find a way. But offering just free care because you don't want to deal with your money issues, eek, I said it, um, is not cool because you're just adding to the confusion and the like lack around all of this. Um, But like I said, if you end up feeling really powerful in this idea of offering free care, I mean, hey, that's what Mercy in Action Clinic in the Philippines is, right? I don't know how they've rigged that up um, with funding and whatnot, but it's a free clinic. Awesome. Do it. And so I don't mean that. Like there are many ways that we will all choose to be of service. And it's a complicated discussion. I'm talking more about people that don't have that experience yet, and just don't want to deal with money. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to take it from someone. Uh, so they just say, I'm free. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, the final words here I have are about money and energy exchange and how we invest in ourselves, especially as women in birth work, whether we're doulas or midwives. Um, many of us, right, choose to be educated, right, to pursue education, and that costs money. So it comes up so much in our midwifery school. I couldn't do this podcast without mentioning it um, because it's the same conversation, you know, same conversation. People say, I can't afford that. I can't afford midwifery school. Okay. I mean, you can or you can't, you will or you won't, but is it because you don't think you're worth it? You know, is it because it's not really for you? I think those are very good possibilities there. Um, Our midwifery school currently costs $9,000, so $4,500 each year, and we think that's totally reasonable. Um, Most midwifery schools charge three times that, and of course, we don't think they're as awesome as ours, but beside the point, um, that's about two clients as a midwife. So just to put it in perspective, but again, not as a convincing tool, just like because those two things are related. If you get into midwifery, and you don't have the money for an education, you're not worth it, you can't afford it, how are you going to be a midwife and talk about money in an adult conscious way with people? I mean, maybe you'll make that journey, but if things stay the same, that's why midwifery is the way it is. That's why midwives are struggling financially. That's why they're burnt out, you know, all the things because they never learned how to talk about it. And they may not, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but um, they may not have, you know, allowed themselves the investment in their own education. So our ideas of value, abundance, integrity, they're all related, whether we're the midwife, whether we're the student midwife, whether we're the woman, we're all in this together. And we're all kind of like um, reflecting these things off of each other. So again, it's not about perfection. It's not about me being better than you or this or that. Take care of your own stuff and it will be reflected in the whole and we'll all be better off. So that's my two cents about midwifery education. Um, it's the same, yeah, same thing. Lack of priorities, lack of creativity, lack of commitment. Lack, 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 lack. So uh, maybe those aren't the words people are using out there in the world, you know? They don't think about it as lack. And so I'm putting it that way to make it extra clear. But again, it's a feeling. It's that I can't, I won't, I'm not worth it. Um, And you have to ask yourself in all the cases, you know, are you worth it? Do you really want it? Is there a way? Those are the questions we should be asking. And if we all were asking them, yeah, there would be huge gains and people would just be more open and like talking about it. I have, you know, this many dollars and cents. I can offer this. Um, Right now, those discussions aren't happening. And maybe that's fine because certainly there's a lot energetically there, whether people speak it or not which is ultimately what I'm saying. So I hope you enjoyed this talk about money and energetics around birth work. I would love to hear your feedback, positive or negative, of course. You can always email me at marin at uh, And I hope you have a beautiful day.